Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the headlines, of course, a lot of young people who have college debt are praising President Biden today for canceling their student loans. Poof. Higher education is fixed, or is it? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, I think it is time to think again. Uh, Interesting score out yesterday from the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, uh, predicted that we'll probably be back exactly where we are today in terms of number of people with student loans and the amount of student loans within three to four years. So this doesn't. This seems to be uh, what we've talked about before on this show, which is what I would always tell executives of any kind of organization: cash covers a multitude of sins and problems within your organization. It does not fix them or solve them. And when it comes to higher education, I think we have to have that kind of think again moment to help us do that today. Preston Cooper joins us, senior fellow at the Foundation for Research on Equal Opportunity. Preston, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's jump into this. You had a great uh, Twitter thread uh, kind of going through this uh, idea of poof, you know, everything's going to be happy kumbaya moments for all group hugs. Uh, and even those who are now saying, well, you know, the way the way you fix all of this, of course, is just free college. Uh, we might should think again about that as well. Tell us why. Yes. Well, so. Biden announced yesterday, obviously, that he's going to forgive up to $20,000 in debt for current borrowers. But, you know, at the same time that he declares that that uh, current borrowers have taken on student debt that is so overwhelming and so crushing that they need forgiveness. At the same time that's happening, the federal government is also slated to give out $85 billion next year and every year uh, thereafter uh, in brand new student loans. And it seems that there's been very little attention in the administration as to how this fix how to fix this uh, problem going forward. You know, what do we do about all the new loans that are coming out? Uh, because it can be a, it can be a serious problem if uh, if if, uh, if the federal government is making new loans with the uh, precedent of uh, forgiving them in the past. You know, colleges may take advantage of that to raise tuition uh, or add new programs. Uh, it could be a problem. So there needs to be thinking about you know. What comes next uh, here? And uh, some people have proposed free college for reasons we can get into. I don't think that that's really going to solve the problem. I think the only way to really solve it is to reduce the scale and scope of the federal student loan program. Uh, so let's, let's dive into all of that. One, uh, just when you said it, there's $85 billion slated in new student loans uh, on tap, waiting to happen uh, for next year and every year thereafter. Uh, that worries me because then isn't there sort of doesn't there become some sort of standing at some point for the the student that gets their loan on January 1st of 2023 
uh, versus the person who gets that forgiveness at uh, December 31st of 2022. Uh, doesn't that just create a, a whole new series of problems? Yes, well, it, it is a very arbitrary deadline. And, you know, as you say, you know, people who took out their loans, uh, you know, last year are going to get uh, some of those forgiven. People who are taking out loans um, this coming year, uh, you know, are, are not going to get this forgiven. So it does become a very arbitrary deadline. But, you know, I think even more concerning going forward is the fact that, you know, President Biden has set this precedent that he can forgive uh, student loans by executive order. Uh, and I think future uh, Democratic presidents, future presidents who, uh, you know, want to um, you know, curry favor with uh, some base voters might say, well, I'm going to grant another round of forgiveness. If President Biden did it, uh, why can't I do it? And so you create this expectation of ongoing rounds of forgiveness. People, uh, borrowers, colleges, they change their behavior accordingly. So if you're going to fix that, you really need to start lending less. You know, you need to really start reining in. Uh, the scope of the federal student loan program. I've suggested that we uh, stop making uh, new loans to graduate students who are about uh, half of uh, outstanding loans right now. I've suggested mm. that we also subject undergraduate loans, loans to, uh, to undergraduate colleges, to strict new controls to say we're only going to lend to programs where graduates have a track record of paying back their loans. I think that you know, we're going to be in this mess five years from now if uh, we don't start considering serious reforms right now. Yeah, I, I think those are all such uh, interesting things. So uh, let's just kind of break those down. Uh, graduate schools, again, you, as you mentioned, almost half uh, of those student loans are for graduate schools. You've got private schools. You've got out-of-state students at public schools. Uh, what else should we be thinking about in terms of just if, if we're going to keep doing student loans, which is also something that ought to be debated uh, in terms of the federal government, uh, what else should we be looking at in terms of ways that that can be a positive thing, produce the right result, uh, and not just lead to perpetual uh, giveaways, depending on you know who's who's in the White House? Yes, well, so one of the one of the main issues with student loans is that you know student loans are an investment, uh, and like any investment, they can go uh, they can be good money or they can be bad money, and. Uh, some uh, some higher education programs out there are great. You know, some of them enable their graduates to get uh, better jobs. They supply them with really valuable skills, and uh, those those graduates from those programs are easily able to pay back their loans. But unfortunately, that's not the case everywhere. You know, particularly uh, you have a lot of uh, master's degree programs these days uh, that that colleges and universities have uh, set up to trade on a brand name and. Get a, get a little easy cash from the federal student loan program. These master's degree programs where students can borrow $100,000, $200,000 of debt and uh, uh, not really get a job, not get a job, or at least not get a job that's going to enable them to, put, to pay back those loans. So, you know, if we're going to acknowledge that so many uh, people in the federal student loan program have come out of these programs that are just, just don't have economic value, uh, we're going to need to change things going forward to say, you know, we're not going to give out loans to some of these programs. If the program cannot prove economic value, there is no reason for that uh, program to continue being funded by the federal government. And that's really the heart of it, that we <laughs> that if, <laughs> if we decide that uh, people can't pay back their student loans, uh, we need to be looking at why and we need to be fixing the why. Yes. Uh, I, again, I think that uh, cash covers a multitude of sins and problems. And uh, one thing that people often point to is like, oh, well, you know, so many in, in Europe, you know, students in Europe have free tuition. Um, but that doesn't seem to be uh, solving all the answers either. 
No, I think that's exactly right. You know, in Sweden, you know, Sweden has free college. You can go to, to any public college in Sweden for completely free. You don't have to pay tuition. People in Sweden still have twenty or $30,000 of student debt. And the reason is, you know, you can borrow uh, student loans in Sweden. A lot of people take advantage of that to, uh, to pay their rent. It's a very expensive country to live in, uh, to, to pay for other living expenses. Uh, and you end up that uh, people, uh, people still have student debt in the country with free college. So free college really isn't going to solve the student loan program, because uh, the, the student loan problem, because people are still going to borrow for other reasons. They might borrow for graduate school. They might borrow to go to a private school if they're, that, 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 that doesn't uh, get free college. They, even if they do get free college, they might borrow for living expenses or just because they can, because they think it might be forgiven later. Why not? Uh, and so free college, you know, we can debate the merits of that all day, but as a solution to the student loan problem, it's really not going to work. Yeah. So what do you think the conversation should be in Congress? What should people, what should we be looking at legislatively, or what should we be looking at in terms of a serious conversation about higher education? Yes. Well, uh, the first thing we need to be looking at is whether these investments that the federal government is making in our higher education system are actually paying off for borrowers and taxpayers. You know, we've, uh, we're, we're sending uh, $85 billion in loans, another $30 billion in, uh, in Pell Grants uh, out the door every year. Uh, and there's very little quality control to ensure that we're actually getting something for that money. And so where the conversation in Congress should start should be one saying, you know, maybe there's, there's some loans we shouldn't be making at all. Number two, if we're going to make loans, we should be making sure that those are loans are only going to programs where graduates have a very good chance of actually being able to pay those loans back. Because, you know, if you uh, get a loan from the federal government, it should be the expectation that uh, you're going to be able to pay it back. And if uh, colleges and universities are providing uh, uh, degree programs where that's not the case, uh, we need to stop lending to those programs. Yeah, great insight and uh, great perspective. As always, Preston Cooper, uh, thanks so much for joining us today. And I I just think this is one of those conversations we've got to go about differently. We've got to rethink all of this. And we have to make sure, uh, as uh, Preston pointed out, if $85 billion is really going to these colleges uh, by giving out new loans to folks, if we're giving $30 billion out in Pell Grants so people can go to these colleges and universities, uh, they got to produce the results. And there has to be some accountability there and some checks and balances in terms of who's getting these and is this a good path and is this repayable and will this put them on a path where they can repay it and they can be successful and not be crushed by all of this Uh, because we can't just keep throwing cash at it because one, it just undermines the confidence people have in the system and we have to have confidence in the institutions but you don't do that by just throwing cash. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities 
of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.